This is a Poets and Writers page one author reading. To hear more, visit us at pw.org forward slash multimedia or at soundcloud.com forward slash poets and writers. First week, Monday. Ramon climbed up the Coca-Cola billboard near the highway one Monday. That evening, as the sun was disappearing behind the hills that surround the housing complex, he decided he would stay. Even though it was late, the air was still warm. It was a heat that seemed even drier in this patch of the city, which had missed out on its share of pavement and trees because there had not been enough to spare. A desert, he said, and he realised that the hulking iron structure, which reminded him of a mammoth skeleton, was big enough for furniture to fit inside a mattress beneath what five million years before had been ribs, a table and a couple of chairs where the clavicle was, and a small lamp in the eye socket. He would rig up a water system by following the lattice of what had once been an immense forest of veins and nerves. Tuesday. With the help of several ropes and a pulley system he invented himself, he moved from his apartment to the billboard in record time. No more than three or four hours. When he finished, he uttered words that he alone heard because, up there, in addition to having a panoramic vista of the city, Ramon was just the way he liked to be, alone. Pictured on the billboard was a giant woman. The convertible she was driving was the same shade of red as the can of soda, and one of its doors had white lettering that read, Open Happiness. The light in the billboard house blinked on it around ten, right in the hole of the letter O. I remember because it coincided with the moment when I switched off my lamp. Get to sleep, Miguel. Yes, mother, I said. But instead of obeying, I pressed my ear against the wall and listened to Ramon's story. The person talking on the phone in the apartment next to ours was my aunt Paulina, my mother's sister, who had lived with Ramon for ten years. I am 12. Ramon, Paulina was saying, would be paid the same amount he had earned at the PVC factory, where he had worked from 8 to 6, Monday to Friday. As for the billboard, he could go up it whenever he felt like it. Did they make him sleep up there? No, he slept up there because he wanted to. Was he employed by Coca-Cola? No, he was employed by a company that erected billboards beside highways all over Latin America. Were there any more job openings? In all honesty, she didn't know. Had Ramon finally gone mad all the way? That was a question best put to him, not her. The telephone wouldn't stop ringing, so I fell asleep to the sounds of my aunt Paulina repeating the story, and I dreamed about a man who tossed bags of cash from a helicopter. The salaries, that was what was inside the bags, fell onto billboards, Nike, Panasonic, Ford, Gillette, Nestle, L'Oreal, which were dotted across different capitals, Santiago, Lima, Buenos Aires, Managua, Mexico City. I was seated inside the helicopter and noticed that the billboards had something in common. It didn't matter which city they had been erected in, all of them were beside highways that led to an airport. Inside the dream, I knew I was dreaming because, even though wind was coming through the helicopter window, the hat worn by the man dispensing the cash didn't move. Wednesday. 
Ramon called his new boss to tell him that he had decided to fill his new position 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Was that a problem? The first three calls went straight to a recorded message that said the voicemail was not enabled. On the fourth attempt, his boss, Juan Eliseo, answered, uh, Let's see if you've understood, Raul. Ramon. Let's see if you've understood, Ramon. Your job is to take care of the billboard to make sure the lamps aren't filched. If that means you need to sleep up there, swing from a cloud or hide in the bushes, in all honesty, we don't care. Uh, okay, thank you, said Ramon, who considered what he had just heard a kind of municipal permit to reside in his new dwelling. Thank you, Raul, thank you. I was 11 years old and I didn't need to be 12 to know the logical thing would have been to make that call before he moved to his new house, not after. That was 11 years of living in my building, in the housing complex and in the world. Long enough to realise that logic wasn't of much concern to many people around here. Least of all to Ramon. A contract? They wouldn't sign a contract, but they would give him pay stubs. It was all the same to him, because in the PBC factory, as in all factories where the owner was the one ensuring compliance with labour regulations and paying the salaries, He'd had a contract that acknowledged only half the paycheck he collected. The rest? A bit on the side. Lunch wouldn't be provided, so he would have to cook it himself with the help of a gas cylinder and a camp stove. But this didn't represent a major change either. As far as he knew, lunch was only ever provided in the factories that had more than 100 workers. Or in the movies. Although, come to think of it, factory workers never appeared in movies. Police or emergency service workers were preferred. Half a contract and lunch. He had lost more in the war, Ramon thought, as he swept the remains of the mosquitoes, crispy and suicidal, that acted contrary to all theories about survival instincts in the animal kingdom to launch themselves at the lamps every night like tiny kamikazes. Lunes. Ramón subió al cartel de Coca-Cola que está en la orilla de la carretera un lunes y ese mismo día, mientras el sol se escondía detrás de los cerros que rodean los edificios de la villa, decidió que se quedaría a vivir ahí. Aunque era tarde, seguía haciendo calor. Un calor que parecía todavía más seco en ese pedazo de ciudad para el que no habían alcanzado el pavimento ni los árboles. Un desierto, dijo y notó que el armatoste de fierro que le recordó al esqueleto de un mamut era lo suficientemente grande como para poner en él algunos muebles. Un colchón debajo de lo que hace cinco millones de años habían sido costillas, una mesa donde estuvo la clavícula y una lámpara pequeña en la cuenca del ojo. El sistema de agua lo instalaría siguiendo el entramado de lo que alguna vez fue un bosque inmenso de venas y nervios. 